Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, a complicated man, and a man admit he's wrong, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the president of the Leon Dreisaitl fan club and the leader of Hockey Human Resources, Will Everett. Will, how you doing? I've had my entire world rocked. <laughs> I'm shaking to the core, Dan, and I just don't know what to do with my life anymore. So as we always start off with a question of the week, I have a very existential question this week. Hit me with it. Oh, obviously we like to kind of bring up talking points and this question of the week was just born out of, we always thought we should start with something hockey related to start the show, not necessarily into the week's news or just something we've kind of had a, pon- a general pondering of maybe sometimes. And, and my question this week is, what are we even doing, Will? What, what are we doing? Why, why, <laughs> why are we analysing things? Why, why do we take time? I took so long last week getting my bracket ready. I actually did real research and everything, and there's there's hockey writers all over the world doing the same thing. Why? Why, why are we doing it? Why are the hockey shows? Why are there analysts? <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any sense. There's no point. Help me out. I'm having a bit of a crisis of, of confidence here. What's going on? It's a, it's a fool's errand, Dan. Never has there been a dumber sport that has existed on this dear earth, and, and never has there been a more beautiful sport that has existed. And... I think there's going to be a lot of stunned silence this week because I just don't know what to think anymore. I've lost all confidence in any opinions that I might have had being even remotely accurate. I, obviously, sort of behind the curtain look, but when we finish recording the show, I will go back over the show half tonight, half tomorrow, and edit out any gaps of silence or any bits that sound too long or too stuttery. Or And I feel this week, if I left them in, this show might be four hours long. Because all I've done the past week, when we started the show last week, Tampa and Pittsburgh were still in the playoffs, and now they're both out in four games. Which, again, I, I do my best to not just have gobsmacked face here or stunned silence. I have to talk at some point during this show. But what are we even doing? Just, uh, and I've said this before, we're just two geeks from England on the internet. The, there are thou- there are so many. There are so many when you start looking at it. Hockey analysts, reporters, people who write columns. None of them none of them know anything. None of us know a fucking thing about this sport when it gets to the playoffs. And we criticise GMs, we criticise players. But you know what? They know more than we do. They just do. With a, with a, with a caveat now of whenever I am criticising a head coach or a GM or a player for a bonehead move, which I'll probably do in 10 minutes for some reason. I'll, I'll probably do that. It comes to the caveat now of, I'm not. I don't mean it. I, I can't talk shit anymore. I can't. Nobody can. Nobody can. Because no one knows anything. None, none of us know nothing. Will. There's no weight in anyone's words anymore. It's all just nonsense and conjecture. Absolutely. <laughs> the the surest of sure things has been pulled out from under our feet like a poor magician's trick. And um, <laughs> that's very poetic. I just. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've gotten very. I feel like I'm a I'm a 16 year old emo once again, and everything's all just a bit too much. I just I I think, luckily, obviously the the dream is at some point is that some idiot somewhere decides to give us any kind of sort of financial benefit for doing this show. That's the dream at some point. If it ever happens, I don't know. It might do. It might not. It probably won't. But we do this because we love it. We're not getting paid to do this. If I was a legitimate hockey writer or a hockey analyst I would be quaking in my boots because I should be if as a fan all the fans now should be thinking why am I ever going to listen to any of these overpaid buffoons ever again they don't know anything they don't know nothing 
See, I I would be if there was anything close to a split on on the predictions for the Tampa Bay Columbus series. Like, did you see that photo? Um, oh, not the not point four percent one. No, no, no. It's something from Sports Center. Someone from ESPN put it up. Uh, I saw. Oh, I saw yeah. Chris. Uh, Every single Chris. analyst, wasn't it? Yeah, every last one of them. There must have been about twenty, twenty-four of them on this board, or their, you know, their mugshot and their name, and it just had the Tampa Bay logo next to them for who they picked to win the series. <laughs> if it wasn't Dude. such a unanimous opinion across the board, across the entire industry of hockey conjecture, I'd be a little bit worried that I got them something wrong. But it's it's hockey that's wrong, not us. <laughs> the thing is, though, I just. And there's going to be, oh my God, if any revisionists come out of, the, out of the cupboards and say, well, I mean, to be fair, if you look at it, really, no. I will <laughs> I will pay tickets and fly to Canada or America, wherever these people live, and I will brick their windows and toilet paper their house <laughs> and write graffiti on their car because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And I, I, as I, I'm going to keep saying, we do this for free. We're a couple of idiots. Doesn't matter if we get it wrong, really. We're just two. We're just two fans talking. That's all. That's all we are. That's what this show is for. It's for us fans who don't get to go behind the curtain and talk to players and that kind of thing. To just how can we put our opinions across and how we see things from the from the news we get. But all these people who get paid to cover hockey and stuff, I tell you, <laughs> God, what a shit you show. Want, you want to know something funny about this upset, Dan? Uh, go on. So you know, there's a lot of. Um whinging about playoff format and how you know yes it means that you know better teams maybe have tougher matchups than they deserve and all that and you know you get you get better teams going out early because of it obviously yeah Tampa were the were the one seed in the east and uh and Columbus they were the eighth seed so this would have happened no matter which way you slice <laughs> the playoff format it didn't even matter <sighs> didn't even matter in the end and that's just poetic it's absolutely poetic you know who's won out of all of this, don't you? Pittsburgh. Because everyone's just kind of like, oh, Pittsburgh got swept as well. That's that's the headline. <laughs> it's not. If like it was a, if it was a double page spread in a sports section, it would be the Tampa Bay Lightning in ninety five percent, and then like a little footnote in the corner, and Pittsburgh also lost. That's all it'll be. It's hardly anyone's talking about Pittsburgh this morning. <laughs> They've so got out of jail with this loss. But then, as, as they should do, when you know the arguably the greatest regular season team in the history of the league get swept by not the greatest t- regular season team <laughs> in the history of the league. Oh dear. What a mess. What a mess. <laughs> this sport is so fucking ridiculous. You know, I'm even you know, more annoyed now that people get paid to cover it. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm angry today that people get paid to cover this sport and they were all completely wrong and made to look it's, like yeah. fools. We we were just as wrong, but we aren't getting a paycheck for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Bloody hell, existential crisis over, I suppose. Should we start the show? <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, no. We There's can't. No point. There's no point. Thank you, everyone. It's been real. Well, peace out. We'll see you later. <laughs> oh dear God! All right, let's start the show. Let's get on with it.
Hey everybody, it's that time of the week. It's the Smooth Recap. I'm not sure if you know this or not, but the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Pittsburgh Penguins have been swept out of the playoffs. An unbelievable stat is at least one of these teams has been in the Eastern Conference Final in 2004, 2008, 2009, 2011, 2013, 2015, 2016, 2017 and 2018. What the fuck? Contrary to popular belief, the Western Conference playoffs are indeed still being played. You may have forgotten, as none of their teams have shat the bed. <laughs> All Night Long by Lionel Richie was at the top of the charts. <laughs> the A-Team had just burst onto TV screens. The compact disc, or CD, for you younger folk, goes on sale for the first time in the UK. <laughs> and not a single member of the current New York Islanders was born. This was also the year the Isles last had a 4-0 playoff advantage. The year, 1983. Someone else who isn't shitting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. <clears throat> Someone else who isn't shitting it is Evander Kane, who is most certainly not afraid of Ryan Reeves. Kane was quoted, At times, I thought I was fighting the Muffin Man. The old man still has it, as a clip surfaces this week from the Czech Republic of Jaromir Jager playing and stealing the puck, then dancing around two defencemen before dangling the goalie out of his jock. Let's be honest though, Jager's only playing because he's the president and co-owner of that team. Let's hope Eugene Melner doesn't realise this is a thing. Joe Pavelski wishes he fought or played with the Muffin Man, as he may put his gnashes in less danger. The Sharks tipping Maestro truly took one for the team after deflecting a shot off his teeth and into the net. Warren Fogle is the first Hurricanes player to score a goal on home ice in the playoffs since Eric Stahl in 2009. More date-based news there. Apologies if you suffer from immorolog geophobia. Nikita Gusev has signed an ELC with the Golden Knights and is expected to feature for the club this postseason. The KHL superstar is already in Vegas, and I'm having a serious case of deja vu. I'm not sure if you know this, but the Blue Jackets swept the Lightning, and in doing so, became just the fourth club ever to complete a four-game sweep in any round against the team with the best regular season record. Each of the other three clubs won the Stanley Cup. Finally, there is no deja vu for Kale McCarr after the Avalanche rookie had the week of a lifetime. D-Man won the Hobie Baker as the best player in college hockey last Friday, played in the NCAA Championship on Saturday, signed his NHL ELC on Sunday, and scored in his NHL debut on Monday. What a bastard. And that was your smooth recap. So much has happened. I'm so tired. I've watched so much hockey the past week. Uh, dude, it's Why? just... Uh, oh, God. It's the playoffs. I can't... I can't get enough of it, especially you now. You actually watch you watch the games and don't just read about them on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you, do you mean you've watched so many hockey gifs this past week? Yeah, that's what I mean. I've just watched tons and tons of gifs. Gifs. Like I gifts. said to you last week, I'm I when the when the first round is on, it's very tough because I feel like I should try and watch every single game, and I just can't. I just can't. I'm I fell asleep in I fell asleep uh, for game three, the Bruins. I I think it was. I fell asleep when it was 3-1 to the Leafs. And I think in my brain, I was like, oh, we've lost our way. I'm just, I'm just falling asleep. I just don't care anymore. I'm so tired. 
I'm taking my kid to bed and then running back downstairs, sort of looking for sort of replay streams and all kinds of bloody things. Oh, it's a mess. <laughs> so tired. I find I um I've really hit my stride around the conference finals. One one game a day I can handle. I can keep on top of that. Yeah, anything more than that is it's just too much. What happened with Tampa Lightning this week? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what we should have done? What we should have done, we should have just come on and you should have just pretended like you've just been Western Conference the whole time and not seen it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm not a good watching... enough actor to, uh, yeah. to pull off that bit. The Lightning are out. You're kidding. I've just been catching up on the Calgary games. Shit. <laughs> I had no idea. What happened? <laughs> I'm, I'm only 10 minutes into into the first game of that series. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I've just finished not, I've just finished I'm the not, first period. What do you mean they're out? I'm not full of this, Dan. Come on. Yeah, Dan, they're, they're 3-0 up after the first period. It's not trying to take the piss. There's no way they'll lose in this series. <laughs> or even this game. the Lightning sweat the Blue Jackets? Have you got it? I know like the home and away thing's a bit confusing, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, all right. Mate. Who's winning the cup? There's one man winning the cup this week. So and I'm a, I'm a very, very big fan of this man. This man's name is Robert Tiffin. He is he has a delicious last name. And he's he a scribe. Del- his, made, he has a great made, last name. Made some homemade Tiffin last week and it was delicious. Did it in like little muffin um in like a muffin tray, so like cupcake shaped Tiffin. It's, oh, oh don't even Tiffin's great. Tiffin's great. See you later. Let's do another hour on Tiffin. But yep. Robert Tiffin Probably not delicious. I'm not a man of flesh kind of guy. He writes for Defending Big D, which is the Dallas Stars wing of SB Nation blogs. And he, I will read directly from his pre-playoff prediction for you now. Robert said, Hockey punishes great offence with great misfortune. Blue Jackets in four. And therefore, Robert is the smartest man in hockey today. Shit. No, he did not say that. He most certainly did. Oh, my God. God, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. Knowing Robert's work, it was a little bit tongue in cheek at the very least, but it was quite doesn't accurately tongue in cheek. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The record books show that. It doesn't matter what he said before or after. The record books say Robert Tiffin said jackets in four. He's overtaken that what Swiss octopus or whatever it was as as the premier <laughs> predictor of sporting outcomes. Predicting world, yeah, predicting the World Cup scores and stuff. Do you know someone else who predicted the Blue Jackets to win was my wife. <laughs> Is your wife on seven? No, she's maybe watched... Let me think. How many times has she in the room if I'm watching on my computer? I'll sometimes say, oh my God, look at this goal, or oh my God, look at this pass, or this save or something. She's maybe watched around 30 minutes of hockey the whole year, but she called it. She just knew. Maybe she had a feeling in her water. Maybe, maybe her spidey senses were tingling and she just had a feeling. I don't know. She took one look at Torps and thought, that that's a leader of men right there. Yeah, but fucking stupid woman. She said jacket. She said 4-1. What a fucking idiot. She thought like, Lightning were going to win one game. What a loser. Come on, mate. Come on, even a child could have predicted that. I know, I know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, so I'll tell you who's winning the cup for me this week. Is it? Is it not your wife? It's not my wife. She it's a bit should. of a surprise choice. It's a bit of a surprise choice, Well, But it doesn't matter who I think is winning the cup. It doesn't matter who you think is winning the cup. It doesn't matter what Greg Wojcinski thinks, or Dmitry Filipovic, or Michael McCurdy, or Pierre Lebrun, or Darren Drager, or fucking Merrick, or anyone. Nobody has an idea who's winning the cup. It's, it's ridiculous. This sport is beautifully stupid, as we've just discovered. And trademark, that's our phrase now. Who's winning the cup? Who the fucking hell knows? 
That's who's winning the cup this week. Who the hell knows? There we go. Fully nihilist masters over here. <laughs> I tell, I tell you who's getting relegated though, Dan. I'd love to know. Everyone is getting relegated because <laughs> we're all a bunch of idiots. We're just a bunch of buffoons ranting into the ether. Dear God, it's just how I like it, really. My relegation is actually—I've I've actually got a team this time. Oh, have you? Yeah, it, it may—it may surprise you to learn. But I'm relegating Edmonton Oilers. Now, hang on. I know what you're thinking. I've done this the past two weeks. How, how have you done this? They keep killing me. They keep killing me. Have you seen that picture of Connor playing putt-putt golf? Crazy golf. <laughs> Is that where he's got like a big old knee brace on? Oh, God. He looks so sad. He looks... It's just a grainy picture and he's he's got a, he's got a T-shirt with... I don't know how you describe the face. It's the two, it's the two dots, but with a backslash. It's just kind of a, a misery meh, face. He's got the big knee brace on. He just looks so sad, and it, <laughs> I still feel so sorry every week. I'm finding new depths of my sorrowness for for Connor and fuck that team who are probably gonna because this is the fucking NHL next year. They're probably gonna win the fucking. It'll probably be Edmonton versus Ottawa next year in the in the final, and I'll just be like fucking what anyway. Edmonton, again, you're getting relegated again. To be fair, he's playing mini golf in the middle of a shopping centre, so I don't think I'll be particularly happy about that. <laughs> I'm more of an open air mini golf kind of guy. Alright, how many starts you got? Got one starter, one scratch. Oh, nice. I've got one and two, so I'll let you go first. Oh, this all worked out well. Uh, I'm going to start Artemi Panarin for his antics in the uh, in the handshake line <laughs> with, <laughs> with Nikita Kucherov. Dude. Who knew it? But Panarin's a cold motherfucker. Holy shit. <laughs> I've never seen someone's joy cause someone else such such misfortune. <laughs> oh, mate. It's if, just if anyone's not seen it, would you like to explain Would you like to explain the gift oh, to them? Gladly. So it's the uh, traditional handshake line of uh, of shame at the end of a playoff series. The, the clip is Artemi Panarin meeting with countryman, fellow superstar winger Nikita Kucherov. Just, just quickly... Let's, of course, remember that during the handshake line, everyone's very respectful and just says, unlucky, well played, and that's it. Nothing else happens. Nothing else. Never any threats to anyone's <laughs> life or anything like that. No. And Panarin is, even, even from like the, the stadium camera, he's visibly laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's trying to do like a, a hand slap shake. You know, maybe like a shoulder bump and a back pat with Kucherov. But Kucherov is... You can't see Kucherov's face, but I can only imagine that it is flooded with tears because he is not about it. And Panera's just laughing. And then he just grabs his hand and moves on. It's so cold and not the best thing I've ever seen. Dude, the bread man is cold-blooded. Who knew? He's lucky doing that to Kucherov after what Kucherov did in Game 2. That Like, Kucherov didn't just lamp him in the face. Because uh, oh, I was thinking, gonna... Christ... He's going to get him. He's going to get him. They're going to yeah. be at like a campsite in Italy, which is, I assume, where Russians holiday in the summer. Kudrov's just going to murder him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, who are you signing? I'm going to start a footballer today. Following on oh, from yeah. last week, because obviously with the footballer who staged his own kidnapping. <laughs> this week I'm. Yeah. <laughs> this week I'm starting Ashley Barnes. Ashley Barnes of Premier League outfit Burnley, who got into. What we call in football, we call handbags, 
with Joe Bennett, which is where the two players square up. And obviously in hockey, you can just have a fight. In football, you can't do that because you'll both get sent off and you miss the rest of the game and then another match as well for your, for your suspension. But they got nose to nose. And instead of throwing a punch, Ashley Barnes kissed Joe Bennett on the nose and he got booked for it. And I'm thinking, oh, one has ever seen a young Bradley Marchand by any chance? Maybe if Ashley Barnes is a hockey fan or not. I'm not sure. It's the first time I've ever seen that on the football pitch when a player kisses another player. Yeah, it's good. I feel like that's a Sergio Ramos kind of move, isn't it? Yeah, but in his saliva, there's some kind of North Korean poison or something, so it kills the other player. That's what Ramos like, would do. Like the, um, <coughs> the Game of Thrones kissing poison. Yes, yes. That's, that's what Ramos would use. That's, to- that, yeah, that's, that's a very Ramos. All right, how many scratches it's, you got again? I've got one. Okay, I'll go first then. All right. I'm going to scratch parent-teacher meetings at school as I went to one this week, and parents are the fucking worst. The teacher's talking. It's, it's, this time of year, for, for my daughter, it's SATs, which is a, a test that seven-stroke eight-year-olds, uh, sorry, six-stroke seven-year-olds take in their second year at primary school. And they, they still do that for year two? Yeah, yeah, still do it. George is doing hers in a month. Christ. But it doesn't count towards anything. It's more to mark how the teachers are doing it. So it's not, we're not too stressed about it. But so the teacher goes through her 10 minute speech. These are the kind of questions they're going to get, you know, just kind of give them a bit of help if they need anything. We've got some sort of sample booklets here that you can take home with you and have a look. And then there was just question after question after question from the parents questioning what the teachers just said. Saying, just shut the fuck up. The teacher knows what she's doing. You're not a teacher. Just shut up. Get your book and we can all go home. Have you um, had a tear on the practice questions? We've had a little go. She's been good. She's been all right. So I'm not, but again, it's year six. All due respect, Dan, I, I couldn't care less how well your daughter's doing. How did you do on the questions? <laughs> I think those records are permanently sealed, aren't they? I'm not, uh... <laughs> they're, in, they're in some vault down in my basement, Well, That's good. I'll have to um, I'll have to give Brad Pitt and George Clooney a call and we'll, we'll pinch them. Yeah. <laughs> go on then. Who are you scratching? I'm going to scratch Sidney Crosby because he had one point as the Penguins got swept. So, um, oh dear, yeah. Get out of here, Crosby. I think this is the first time he's been under a point per game in the playoffs in his career. Dude's getting old. Happens to us all. This is this. This is that time when a player falls off a cliff. This was Cro- Crosby's cliff. Crosby's Up. cliff. There we go. It's over. Unlucky Sid. Who else are you scratching? My other scratch is. Kind of along the lines of my two rants already about the media covering hockey. That's, but, that's not like you to repeat yourself. Yeah, I know. I'm scratching reactions after games from the media. Now, obviously, I'm following Bruins-Leafs games a lot closer than others. And after game one, Leafs fans, oh, we've got this figured out now. We know how to play the Bruins, blah, blah, blah. Game two, then it's Bruins fans. Oh, we're amazing. We know what to do, blah, blah, blah. Then it's game three, back to Leafs fans thinking they've got it all figured out. That's fine. That's meant to be happening. But not not people in the media. Not articles written by people who I've seen down my Twitter timeline. After after one game, they say why this team was so good. Clearly, they've got this part figured out. Clearly, this is really good. And then the next game, when the other team wins, it's, well, this is why this team won and this is why they're so good. Just I just want them sometimes to say, God, I got that really wrong. I thought this team was going to be terrible and they're a lot better. And I just think reacting after one game in the playoffs is just insanity. From from people who are 
supposed to be sort of experts in this. But is that not kind of a the great equaliser? Yeah, the experts are just people who are they're no more clued up on hockey than we are. Otherwise, they'd be working for the teams. They're just better at writing about it than we are. I suppose, but I still don't like to see it on my timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see your blazing hot takes. Yeah, I don't want to see your blazing hot takes after something's happened. If you can call it before that, great. Well done. But not after the fact. That's what annoys me. So you're more of a game preview guy than a um, after yeah game recap kind of guy. Yeah, it's it's more that it's it's more that they write with such certainty that a thing happened, therefore that thing must be happening again the next day, and then it doesn't. And then they write about how that thing didn't happen because clearly this other thing was going to happen and they, they wrote about that instead. And I just think, well, fucking, you don't know what you're doing. Is, is that <laughs> not the hot take for before the next game, though? By saying, right, you know, let's take the Leafs Bruins as, a, as an example. The Leafs use their speed and puck possession game to dominate the Bruins, blah, blah, blah. That's, uh, that's what, that'll be the key to game four or whatever. And then after game four, it's like, ah, oh, they didn't have enough toughness. They need toughness for the next game. And then after game five, they don't use any toughness and then they win. And Yeah. Yeah, that drives me mad. <laughs> so there we are then. On to this unbelievable knockout competition. Where to start? A team full of superstars and world-famous players just crumbles and, and gets knocked out. So, Will, what is your reaction to Ajax beating Juventus in the Champions League? Pretty impressive first yeah. time in, in a decade, I think. Ronaldo's not been in the semis at least. So um, Yeah, crazy, right? That's, uh, <laughs> that's yeah, really impressive for a team who I couldn't name a single player from. One. But no, 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 actually, you're going to... Oh, and, and of course there's a De Jong in there. Yeah, and because he's, he's, um, he's already going to Barcelona. Is, is he actually? Yeah, he's going to Barcelona next season. It's already agreed. He's got Ajax this season. Oh. He's finished up his contract and then going to Barcelona next year. I was going to make a point of there being some future superstar on the squad already, but clearly that point's <laughs> redundant now. So yeah, it's already there. They, just to just to have a quick little football thing, like it's weird how certain clubs are just I don't know renowned for developing those incredible talents. Like Ajax are definitely that way. I think Atletico Madrid had a fantastic run of not necessarily creating but developing incredible strikers. You know, like Kun oh, yeah. Aguero, Radamel Falcao, Fernando Torres. It's just... Costa, yeah. Griezmann. Oh, Costa and Griezmann. This, this is it's it. Ridiculous. Like There are, there are so, so many clubs around Europe that like Ajax always stand out to me. It's just they've developed some incredible talents over the years. Almost like the what Everton is to the Premier League, but to the rest <laughs> of the world sort of thing. Like Southampton, more like. Mm. <laughs> well, it was Everton at one point. They True. But... Yeah, there you go. Playoffs, Tampa Bay. Play Tampa Bay. Yeah, there's uh, some things that happened. Jesus Christ, where to start with this? I think what we're going to do is we're just going to we can't just kind of go in any order or look at games. We're just going to throw out whatever's in our brain at that time, and then just react to what either of us has said because there's so much to sort of take here and unpack. Oh, almost sounds like a like a regular human conversation, really. Someone says yeah, something. Yeah, almost. The other person feeds off that and <laughs> says something else, and rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Let's. I'll ask you this question first. Then, is this the biggest shock ever in NHL playoffs? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think. Yeah, I absolutely. Think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not 130 years old, so I haven't seen every 
NHL playoffs, but no, I nearly am. So it is, yeah, that. it's going to be a good one next year with your 129th, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I think it has to be, hasn't it? Cause I, but how how can it not be the best regular season team of all time? Get swept in the first round. I, I don't know what by the eighth seed, no less. I don't know what what other scenarios could have happened that could be more shocking than this. It's it's statistically impossible. Improbable. Yeah, it's not losing in it's not losing in seven, or getting goal lead in seven, which you can get. A goalie can be great, and there you go. You just sometimes a goalie's too hot, and you can't find it past him, and you lose in six or seven. That's bad enough. But Tampa were beaten. Not it wasn't they were bad or they couldn't get things clicking. They couldn't get things clicking because Columbus didn't let it happen, and they were amazing. And apparently, it's it's been a kind of a lot of conjecture on Twitter about the formation that Columbus, you know, the defensive, the sort of the one-two-two that Columbus played, just shut down Tampa Bay completely. And from all the gifts you, obviously, I didn't watch every game, every minute of every game, but from all the gifts that were out there. It just looked like every time Tampa had the puck, Columbus just swarmed them, and it was it was mad. And they they were big results. It's not like it was sort of games decided by a bounce or anything. Like the Blue Jackets, absolutely not quite demolished, but thoroughly took care of the Lightning at every step. And yeah, you know, I feel like it's even been forgotten already just how poorly that first game started. <laughs> Three nil up thing, in the first. It? Three three nil up in the first period, and then the Blue Jackets come back to sweep. Like, how in the fuck did that happen? I did. I message. Didn't I message you? Yeah, you hadn't seen it, had you? Because you'd avoided you'd avoided the scores, hadn't you? Because you you hadn't watched the Dallas Nashville game yet, the first game. Yeah, and I, was, I messaged uh, you saying something like, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> and you said, "What?" And I said, "Tampa up three nil after the first, and they lost four three. It's just mind boggling. Absolutely mind boggling. I can't. It's mad, and, and like you say, you know, it's not like they got goldies in seven games, and and you know Bobrovsky played well by all accounts. He, you know, he wasn't a hindrance to the team, but he didn't stand on his head and and save them from sure defeat by any chance. It's just no, not at all. They've got. I mean, I, I, I said earlier that I'm going to scratch everyone because we all got it wrong, but I, I feel that's you know personally, I was not giving Columbus the respect they deserve. Well, they've got some good players, and and certain players who aren't, you know, the top stars really came forward and and had an impact. Like I liked how David Savard played. I've, I've been quite a fan of his for a while, but he really stepped up and and had a really good series. I thought, dude, Matt Shane's had, had seven points already compared to, like, to Stamkos and Kucherov. Had four between them. <laughs> Madness and uh, Alex Texier coming up and, and really making yeah. his stamp already, which is crazy. A little French kid coming out of coming out of out of Liga. Uh, I was going to say La Liga. He's played for Valencia last year. Coming <laughs> He's out developed of... at Atletico. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bloody hell! The last in the long line. But yeah, playing in the yeah. Finnish league and and having a real scoring threat. Arguably, already the best player that France has uh, produced. All due respect to Antoine Roussel and Johan Lovie too. If you're not standing up and taking notice of Columbus now, then bloody hell. Mate, it's already happening on Twitter. Every, not everybody, but there is a lot of fans, uh, beat writers, article writers, saying, "Oh, great! Now Columbus has cleared the way. Bruins or Leafs got it a bit easier." And I'm just like, 
uh, you're already disrespecting Columbus. They've just beaten maybe the best regular season team ever, 4-0. And you're already saying that they've got no shot against the Bruins or the Leafs, who are going to kill each other, by the way, and be knackered by the time they get to that series. That's that's the funny thing, isn't it? It's like, oh yeah, there was an upset and the and yeah, the the harder team got beaten out, so at least we got the easier team. So like, well, that team still beat the team that you were scared of, so like Yeah. Come on. You should be more scared of Columbus. I'll tell you who's come out absolutely quizzing from this series and this sweep. Cool. It's uh, it's your boy Jolly Tortorella. <laughs> you you know how the NHL is. He's gonna ride this sweep into into his next massive contract after he uh, after he wears that as welcome in Columbus. Has the Jack Adams been voted on already? I think yeah. I think all of the awards get voted on before the playoffs, don't they? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, because you you just know people are ringing up going. Can I change my vote? Is that possible? Uh, how how do I, I do that? Did I misspell John Tortorella's name as as John Cooper by any chance? <laughs> Uh, oh, I know I put Craper Ruby, but you know, you know, you get them confused, sort of thing. <laughs> I saw a tweet from somebody saying that this reminded them of the LA Kings in 2012, which was, I, I remember that, I remember that first round because they beat Vancouver. I'm sure it was four-one, and it was a bit of a like, holy shit! But at the time, everyone, it was like when Nashville beat Chicago, and Nashville were kind of the eighth seed, and everyone went, well, they're not really an eighth seed, are they? They're actually a lot better than that. And that was the Kings in 12. They were the eighth seed, but everyone was kind of saying, yeah, but they're, they're still a very good team. You kind of don't want to get them. Nobody cared about Columbus. Nobody was saying you should avoid this team. Nobody cared about this team. I think, and like you say, after one, after that one period, that was it. It was a funny year for Columbus. Because you think about how well they did last year, and even, even the year before that, they did quite well. And they came into this year and you you were expecting them to grab one of the top three spots in the Metro, especially you know, reflectively how bad some of the teams did and how, how well some other teams did. Yeah, Obviously, they played the games they played and they didn't play as well as we were expecting, but there isn't you know, an argument to be made that that roster that Columbus has is better than better on paper than they proved to be sort of thing. So I think they they were more of a threat than they could have been. But like you say, it's when you're playing when you're the eighth seed playing the best regular season team ever. I just what you yeah, doesn't, it doesn't, you just, doesn't matter who you got, does it? Yeah, it doesn't really matter who you got. It doesn't matter if Pierre Luc Dubois had a another year to kind of grow into his game. It doesn't matter if Panarin's really trying his heart. It doesn't matter if Seth Jones is a great player, Zach Rensky is a great player. It doesn't who cares? It doesn't matter. You're playing against Kucherov and Stamkos and Hedman and Palat and Braden Point and Vasilevsky. <laughs> I can and go it, on. And it's on. the nature it's the nature of the league now where every team has great players. Like, yeah, you can, yeah. you can run through pretty much any roster in the NHL and, and pick out four or five objectively good players that you'd want on your team. So, yeah, it's not it's not enough to just look through the lineup card and say, oh, yeah, they should be this good. I think something else this series showed us is that my mystical hot takes are about a year out of date every time. Because I, I think, if I do remember last year, I did predict some playoff awesomeness for the for the Blue Jackets. I just got the wrong year. That was all. And you just I, just I, a bit premature, sort of thing. I was just yeah, I was, I was a bit I was a bit premature. So who's who's your pick for uh, for the twenty twenty Stanley Cup then? Well, it's clearly going to be whichever team scrapes in at the eighth seed. I'm not going to decide yet. Will I don't want to. It'll be Edmonton. It'll be Edmonton versus Ottawa. Right, I've already said. <laughs> we'll have to this game the... makes this game makes no sense. The the day after the cup final this year, we'll we'll check in and find out what your take for next year is. Okay, okay, okay. 
We can't avoid... There's there's a couple of things I wanted to mention that other sort of articles I've seen mentioned here and there, but they've not gone crazy talking about these things, but Vasilevsky, 856, save percentage. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, considering how good he'd been. I know that they were missing Hedman. If If you say to me, is he that critical to this team? I would have said no, probably not. Maybe he is. That's something else. I don't that's, know. That's underselling Victor Hedman right there. And and not just to be missing Hedman, but you're missing Hedman and Strawman. I know they've been missing yeah, Strawman. Yes, went as well, yeah. They've been missing Strawman for a while, so in theory that shouldn't have as much of an effect as losing Hedman mid-series. But he's a reigning cool. Norris champion. Like he's. But if I said to you before the series, Hedman misses... Was it two games he missed? Yeah, game three and four, wasn't it? Yeah, three and four. And he yeah. played injured through the first two. Yeah, if I if I said Hedman's got a knock, he's going to play the first two. He'll probably miss three and four. Does that make any difference? Oh yeah, if I'd have known that, I'd have picked Columbus in four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe Hedman is the the straw that stirs the drink or something. You know, maybe he is that important. You wouldn't have thought he was, maybe, but clearly there's something. You know, clearly he is that important. And I'm not saying he's obviously, obviously a great player. Clearly, but I don't think people. Me especially, I, I, we, we've maybe undersold him a little bit as to how important he is to that D. No, I, th- I think you're right. Like, if you'd have known that Hedman was going to miss a couple of games at least, you might have stretched it to, all oh, maybe Tamper in six or Tamper in seven sort of thing. You wouldn't have predicted, oh, Hedman's gone, so the whole the wheels are going to fall off sort of thing. And it was just Kuchar- a travesty from, from top to bottom, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. The Kucherov hit, I mean, absolutely... Absolutely ridiculous on uh, Nutivara in game two. <sighs> Clearly pissed off. Nutivara's down on his knees. I can't believe he only got a game. I, I was maybe. I mean, maybe because there's no sort of lasting effect, or sometimes they look at injuries. But it's I crap. thought that was absolutely ridiculous, and I I can't believe he only got a game. Did, uh, were you were you of that opinion? What did you, what did you think on that on one th- game suspension th- for that? I think that's one of the most dangerous plays you can make in hockey. Like there is no I, excuse yeah. for it. No excuse <laughs> Thank you. whatsoever. Thank you. Geezers, for, for Nuvara especially, he's on fucking all fours. Like yeah. he's struggling to get up as it is. And Kucherov's a mile away. He sees that he's on his knees and then he decides to go and hit him. Like it's. Yeah. He changes direction to hit him. It's not a coming together. He purposefully hit him while he was down. It's, it's not like Nuvara fell while Kucherov was already set. And I've got no time for this. All but playoff games count for two. Like, fucking no. Especially for yeah. things that are as dangerous as that is. Like, and objectively dangerous. You know, there are certain hits to the head that you think, right, yeah, you hit him in the head, but there wasn't strictly the intent there, but we still have to suspend him for, for safety reasons. Like, this is... You might as well shift him. Absolutely ridiculous. Is, there, um, is, is now a good time to mention the... Um, PK Subban hit last night. Did you see that? I've not seen that, no. Oh, my God. Well, if it, we just have a, have a slight, slight sidetrack. It's funny you haven't seen that, Dan, because it was basically the mirror image of the Kucherov-Nutavara hit, but PK Subban on Jamie Ben. Ben's uh, getting it up now. Ben's on his oh. knees in the corner, and Subban comes in, hits him with at least as much intent as Kucherov did, Nada, not a thing. And case in point, you haven't even heard it happened. And no, there's, there's going to be no supplemental discipline for Subban. Absolute disgrace. Yep, can't even find it. I could because normally I will 
watch a game the morning after. So again, I was fucking dead yesterday. Fell asleep during the Bruins Leafs game, which was fine. So <laughs> watched the rest of that this morning, and I caught the first part of the Colorado game. But then there wasn't even anything. It, all it was about on Twitter from the Stars Preds game was that obviously the Stars had sort of jumped out to a four 0 lead, double quick. Didn't see anything about any hits or anything. It wasn't even mentioned on Twitter or anything. So well, uh, I'll fire it over to you because your boy Sean Shapiro, absolute god of of Dallas media, had a great little comparison video where it plays the Ben, the sorry the Subban on Ben hit, followed by the Kucherov on on Nutavara hit. So I'll just fire that over to you. Anyone listening and who hasn't seen it, which you probably haven't, go and uh, go and check it out. Sean Shapiro, Sean with an E, on Twitter. For all your stars' needs, it's oh, it's criminal. Off, he did that. Yeah, it's so bad, isn't it? It's 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 exactly the same. It's exactly the same. It's awful, absolutely it's awful. Exactly the same. Do you know what? Jamie Ben's fucking lucky because Subban even leads with his elbow, and it oh, looks like it looks like. Jamie Ben, I don't know if he sees it coming or not, but he yeah, I, his little, yeah, I think because he's because he's facing it, where where Nuvar had his back to uh, was sort of facing down the ice. Ben at least had his head up, looking where Subban was coming from, so he was able to duck a bit. Like, yeah, and essentially he got his head in between Subban's arm and thigh. Mm. If he didn't, Jesus Christ! I know. Yeah, I'd that's like, fucking I'd... a shambles. I'm a big PK fan and I like to be a, an apologiser for the way he plays a lot of the time, but that's maybe it's my yeah. stars bias coming out, but yeah, that's not it for me. That's, I, no, I'm not yeah, a fan no, of that kind no, of play. You have got no allegiance to the stars at all. That's that's no, fucking no. shambolic. But back to more interesting topics. What do the Lightning Tampa. do? What, what, what do they do now? What's the next step, Dan? <sighs> Dude, I don't know. I know everyone's talking. There was... Some told us all about, oh, John Cooper, blah, blah, blah. Can't win the big game. Stamkos, can't do this, can't do that. I don't know, man. If it's me, you just... If it's me, you just sort of look at the caps last year. They just kept saying, okay, we're just going to keep filling up third and fourth line guys to play with our best players. And in the end, we'll just hope it comes right. And that's all they're going to do. Even if... Clearly, there's going to be some changes because they're just not going to be able to fit everyone they've got under the cap. Some players are going to have to get rid of. But you just keep going and just think, okay, maybe this is just a warning. Maybe they don't go as crazy hard in the regular season or something. Maybe then this time next year when it comes to the playoffs, if they're playing an eighth seed again, they know what to do. They know not to make the same mistakes. You know, you're not... What, you're going to trade Kutra You're going to trade Stamkos? No, you're not going to do any of that, are you? You're not. You can't you can't be the coach of a, a sixty-two game winning team in the regular season and then just be bad. He made mistake. Cooper clearly made mistakes. Clearly made mistakes. You know, a lot of the players didn't turn up. And this is me. This is obviously there might be a few intangible quotes from me as I like to do in this in this podcast. But you just wonder if they saw Columbus and thought, oh, thank God we've got Columbus. Maybe it was that. Could well be. For for me, do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Treat. Treat yeah. this off season as if you'd, yeah, the same way you treat it if you'd won the cup, if you went out in the second round, if you went in, at, went out in the conference finals. Like, don't overreact in the slightest. Because, because what, no. what are you gonna do? What? Yeah, yeah exactly. They're they're gonna have to move a couple of players because I think Braden points up this year. Uh, Sergachev's up next year. There are players that are gonna need Payton. So, make the same moves you'd have made whether you won the cup or not, sort of thing. 
Because like, yeah. like, yeah, what you're gonna you're gonna trade away Braden Point or Stephen Stamkos and what hope that you get an, an equivalent player back? Yes, yeah, exactly. You can't at the moment. You can't build a better team than the Tampa Bay Lightning. Maybe you can take around the edges, sort of thing. But why would you? Why would you overreact and make a make a knee jerk move, which is ultimately going to cost your team in the long run? This is an exactly. example of of just shit happening. So, so it goes. Luck of the draw to an extent. They didn't play very well. Cooper didn't coach very well for four, for a four game stretch. Whatever, whatever. How can you possibly turn around and say I can improve on this sixty two win team? Yeah, you can. Yeah, and I I worry that Breezebar might um might overreact and do something stupid like maybe trade in someone that he doesn't need to. But we shall see. I don't think he will. I, I think he'll be. I think he'll. I think he'll just stay the course, because that team. Clearly, we we said last week. We said last week about certain players, and one of those players I'll mention later. That once the regular season's finished, playoffs is another new season. It's just a little mini season, and that's how you look at it. And players, for players you will see all the time play bad in the regular season, suddenly come good. Players who play awesome in the regular season suddenly can't pass the puck or make a shot or block us or you know save anything and it happens all the time and this is one of those things yes it's insane yes this is it for sure one of the top five craziest sports results i've ever seen because it takes place over four games it's not a one-off in football where cameroon beat the reigning world cup champions argentina or something like that in, in soccer because that's just one game this is four games you just got to look at it as right shit this is a learning experience. We need to be better next time, and we need to know what to do next time. And I think they probably will. But then, then that that's the that's the thing for me as well. Just just I I think it's almost a benefit of keeping as much of this team together as possible because they'll yeah, come back sure. into the playoffs next year with yeah it's a little bit intangibly, but the experience of fuck we got swept net we got swept last year. Let's make sure we yeah. absolutely cannot let that happen ever again. And in absolutely. theory, going to make them a better team for it. Did you see the love going around for Tortorella's speech after game one? You know, it had him doing his little pep talk in the locker room. Forget about skills, forget about X's rules. It's a mindset of believing. It's amazing what can happen. So you stand in there. You stand in there and you don't take a backward step. Not for a second. It's a great opportunity to stand right face-to-face with him and go right to him. There is no one taking a back step here. All right, let's be ready to I actually had um, a friend of the podcast, Joe, send it to me this morning. Oh, shout out to Joe. Big up, I Joe. found it interesting because I just thought, isn't this John Tortorella's speech in every intermission? What's different about this one? <laughs> whether, whether they're winning or losing. <laughs> yeah, people were like, oh my God, look at this speech. Look what he says to his team. And I was thinking, this could be from the second week against Detroit. <laughs> like, Maybe it was. Maybe, yeah. We don't know when this was from. Like, don't be, yeah, don't be wrong. It's a great speech. You know, it's 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 what he should say at that time. I, But I didn't find it groundbreaking or... I didn't imagine those players looking at him like it was changing their lives. I was just thinking, you say this every game, coach. What's different now? <laughs> I, th- I think that speech was was a real um, yeah yet another thing that confirmed to me I could never make it as a pro hockey player because while he was while he was having ranting and raving, I was thinking, God, mate, 
it's a bit harsh, isn't it? And then at the end, they're all like, yeah, come on, let's do it. I was like, <laughs> wasn't expecting that reaction. <laughs> you're just, I've, just, I've just been absolutely smashed by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and now you're having a go at me. <laughs> Leave it out. I, <laughs> I would have been sat in the corner crying or something, but it's yeah, I just found it funny. Fall. Good speech, though. Definitely a good speech. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. It was good, but I just imagine that's what it will be. I imagine that's what it does for his like his kids go to school in the morning or something. <laughs> just okay, kids. No fucking backward step. Do that fucking math. Do that English. We can fucking do this. Yes, Dad. Let's go. Off they go to get on the bus. As he's as he's bringing a birthday cake out to his kids. <laughs> oh dear. The last thing I had on this, which was. Something that blew my mind was the second game that they the second game they won five one. That was the first game in history Columbus has ever won by more than one goal in the playoffs. Madness, isn't it? That that's the beauty. Like, <laughs> isn't that crazy? How how is it that this team's first ever playoff series win is as momentous as this? Like it's just mad, isn't it? I'd love to know what the odds were before the, before the series of the light of the. You're gonna. Cause I'm surprised I've not seen that all over Twitter. You know when there's like a random result and then it, the next day someone has their betting slip up. Like oh, I had, I had these guys at a thousand to one or something. I'd love to know what the odds were on Columbus winning that series for zip. I think it would have uh, been insane odds. I think the problem with that is where it's not English sport and not every American is yet as cripplingly addicted to gambling oh. on sports as we are. <laughs> That's a fair point. They haven't got that hang of that yet. Yeah, Americans. Give it. When you win a massive bet with your betting slip, stick it on Twitter or you know stick your uh, your accumulator or something. This the screenshot of your winnings on Twitter. That's what we all do over here. <laughs> and and even before that, every outlandish bet before a season starts has to be covered. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be at least one person in the country that's put a tenner on on the Oilers winning the cup next year or. I don't know the Jets winning the uh, the NFL trophy, whatever you call it, the Heisman. No, that's uh, that's college the football. Super Bowl. Super no, but Bowl. what's what's the trophy called? Oh, the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Vince Lombardi. Yeah, I, w- I will admit I was blanking on the word Super Bowl, but don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My um, I I used to work with um, such such a such a really shit story. But I used to work with Harry Kane's cousin. I told you this. Get you. Yeah, no, check me out. Check me out. <laughs> but like, it, was, it was quite interesting because I worked with him. Like, just I, I left the company just after Harry Kane started becoming Harry Kane. So like, oh, okay, while I was okay. working there, he was like on loan at Watford, on loan at Leicester before Leicester were good, and things yeah. like that. So it was all like, oh, cool, your you know, your cousin plays in the championship and stuff like that. So that's mad. But um. The last full season I was at the company was the first season that Kane won the Golden Boot, and this guy was saying ah. how his uncle uh, and Harry Kane's dad and his dad, so Harry Kane's uncle, just to make it really confusing, they put like fifty quid, hundred quid, whatever it was, on Kane to win the Golden Boot in his first full year in the Prem, and lo and behold, he won it. And yeah, not only is that family doing very well because they've got Harry Kane in it, they also won a massive bet on Kane winning the Golden Boot. I'm gonna put. I'm. I'm def. I'm for sure gonna put money on Ed- Edmonton or Ottawa making a cup final next year. Oh mate, it's got to be done, isn't it? You've got to now, haven't you? Just because now we've mentioned it, I'd, like, if I don't do it and it happens, I'll. I'll feel gutted. In a in the most one truly go. English way to appreciate NHL hockey, uh, my mate Dan has started putting NHL teams in his accumulators every week. So um, 
<laughs> there you go, Hockey. You've officially made it as an English pastime. Excellent stuff. There was one bet. Do you remember Chris Kirkland, who played Liverpool, a goalie? Well, the goalie, yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad, when Chris Kirkland was about six, he oh, went to the bookies he... and said, my kid's going to play for England one day. What odds will you give me? And he gave him 10,000 to one. <laughs> and he put a tenner on it, 100 grand. <laughs> That's amazing. I like that. I like that a lot. I saw, um, oh, I forget, because American odds confuse me a bit, and I forget the exact number, mm. but I did see, like, if you would put money on um, on Columbus to sweep before the start of the series, it was like plus 4,700. So basically 4,700 to one. Is that right? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Something, something stupid like that. Yeah, needless to say, it was very high. Very high indeed. But you know what? Kind of, I've not seen many people say this, and it's all been about Tampa losing and what do they do now. Going to finish on this. Congrats to the Blue Jackets. Your first playoff series unbelievable result well done to you well done to those fans it's always good when fans have had to eat shit for a long long time and the Blue Jackets fans have they've just had nothing really to cheer for for the longest time and it's amazing and they're going to go down in, they've gone down in history in my opinion as the greatest playoff upset ever and they, they won that series they weren't lucky didn't fluke it amazing well done Blue Jackets well done to your fans as well we, um, we can't be rewarding fans in that situation for staying in an abusive relationship for that long um, <laughs> any of you who didn't flee to become Red Wings fans or or Penguins fans uh, you should be ashamed of yourselves <laughs> hey speaking of Penguins fans well <laughs> oh mate speaking of Penguins fans and uh, sweeps I remember asking the question last week can Robin Lehner stop Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Phil Kessel and Jake the Snake Gensel. Turns out he can. Funny quite that. comfortably in the end. What, what, one of those four I'm less surprised about than the others. Yeah, it's a fair point. That's a fair point. And just to link the prior game we talked about and this one as well, Blue Jackets lose Jack Johnson, Penguins acquire Jack Johnson. Coincidence? <laughs> it's, it's... Coincidence? It's amazing that we're surprised that a team with a decor that features both Jack Johnson and Eric Gabranson <laughs> were swept. Did you see what Jim Rutherford said today? Oh, um, this is the best this decor might be the best ever. decor we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Jim! Oh, did you did you see um, what Greg Wasinski put about that? Wasn't it just a screenshot of the the decor from like 2015 or something? Like yeah, that? but they had like Dumoulin, Lutang, um, oh, yeah. Trevor Daly. Uh, Schultz. Justin Schultz, yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah, again, not like, yeah, not Nashville levels of, of incredible decor, but still a darn sight better than bloody Jack Johnson and Erica Branson. Oh, God mate. almighty. And they deliberately got those players. Fucking hell. Oh, mate. So mate, then, mate, same mate. question. I'll ask you this question then. You asked me before on the previous series about Tampa. What did Pittsburgh do? What Crosby for picks, Malkin for picks. <laughs> Keep Kessel because he's a winner. Gensel <laughs> for whatever you can get for him. Eat salary if you have to. Uh, yeah, build your team around um, Phil Kessel, Erica Branson, and Casey DeSmith. Is what I'd do. There we go then. There we go. But no, like there's. Need... I was just sorry. I was listening to Thirty One Thoughts today. And yeah, Friedman was heavily pushing the idea that this might be it, and. Nah, I can... oh, they're going to break them up, can't they? Yeah. Break them up. 
I can I can see it. Like I don't think they'll ever trade Crosby or Malkin. That would be that'd be stupid if you do. I can yeah, see him getting agreed. rid of Phil Kessel. But Freeman was really peddling the idea of of him getting rid of Chris Tang, which to me is a bit silly to be honest. Like I, he'd he'd be the last D man I'd get rid of on that roster. He'd be the last D man I'd get rid of. Huh, I'm surprised he said that actually. Okay, That's, I'm, I'm yeah. more thinking of it from. I'm more thinking of it from. I just don't think they would get what they think they would get because I'm sure teams are going to look at Chris Tang and say, "Well, he's got a history of injuries and stuff." Yeah, I know no, he, had a oh, great, he had a great season this season. Fair play, he came roaring back this year. He is a fantastic but, player. Yeah, absolutely amazing. But I think teams, I think GMs would look at him and say, "I don't know, Chris Tang. Okay, he's worth this much, but I'm not gonna, I'm not selling the farm for him in any way." No, exactly. Like, and as it is with you know getting rid of any star player, you're gonna hope that you get Crystal Tang back for him. Like, you're not. I don't. I don't think you're gonna get a fair shake for for if you get if you sell on Crystal Tang. Sure, he's had a career year, but like you say, he's arguably one of the most injury prone defensemen in the league at the moment. I know. Hmm. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you said that. Really surprised. I think. I think if if I was Rutherford, I wouldn't. I'd maybe think about getting rid of Kessel, not because Kessel's a problem, but because you can actually get something for him. And yeah, other players that help, like like Hornquist, like Matter. Well, let's talk about can... the, Matter's, Matter's been talked about for ages, hasn't it? It feels like Matter's been on the trade oh, block yeah, for about four years. years. Well, like, he, just, like, he just seems to never go anywhere. He feels a little bit like... No, I was going to say a finished Cody Cece, and that's not quite fair, but like he's that sort of player that he's never quite been as good as people were hoping he'd be. Still a perfectly good player, but not, yeah, you know, the the sort of top two guy that they were hoping he'd turn into, that Brian Dublin seems to have turned into. But yeah, I'd, I wouldn't do too much there. What I would do is I'd probably stop bringing things in. I'd start, yeah, I'd stop getting rid of draft picks. I'd stop getting rid of young players because they've got next to nothing in the cupboards now. I'd sort of scale back on how much you how much you're buying as opposed to straight up tearing it down. Yeah, they've, been, they've got a first this year, and then a fourth, a fifth, and two sevenths. I mean, they, uh, gave up their, they gave up their second for next year as well. Yeah, this is it. That's not, that's not too bad. But like yeah. you say, there's always... You would think on every team we've ever talked about, we always have a, a kind of, well, they've got this guy coming through, so he could do something. They've got this guy coming through. I don't hear about any of the Pittsburgh sort of younger guys who are sort of on the way in or could maybe be something in the future. It's very rare to hear about any of them. Well, the last last person they had really was Daniel Sprong and they, they swapped him out for Marcus Pettersson earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think I'm certain they've got some some people coming in. Let me have I'm sure they do, but... Off the top of my head... But know, it's, it's not... Like you say, you can pretty much this is any it. team... And, and say who they've got coming through, but Pittsburgh, you just there's nobody springing to my mind. Unless I, I'm probably missing somebody out, but right now, nobody I can think of. And, and and that's the point. If there's nobody you can really think of off the top of your head, they're probably, you know, chances are they're not exactly um, going to light the world on fire when they do eventually get there. No. And good to see my prediction before the series of Matt Murray, who'd been amazing, was like... <laughs> Let me tell you, he let in a few softies. Let me, there's a, a few of those goals he's definitely going to want back. A wee couple of softies. A wee couple of softies. Poor Matt. <laughs> it's it's hard time. Yeah, he, he, 
it's it's not been a good look for him. Yeah, as as we said about uh, gift summaries of games, like I felt like every gift I saw of um of Islanders goals, it was like, oh well, that's not really what you want to see for Matt Murray there. I was just going to say one last thing on the Penguins prospect pool. They do actually have a kid called Justin Almeida, who's had a couple of good 19 and 20 year old seasons in the WHL. Just cracked okay. out 111 points in 64 games. That's that's nay bad, as Matt Murray would say. Well, he's going to be easy. no. Well, then that's fine. And yeah, because then he'll look good when he's playing in Colorado in a few years when they trade him for somebody because they feel so like Carl Soderberg somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They've got sorry. They've got a good youngster down in um in Wilkes-Barre as well. Actually, little American right winger Jimmy Hayes looks <laughs> like he might turn into something good at some point. I had you before you even said that. I knew you knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Oh, mate. Sorry, carry on with your serious point now. No, it was just... It just shows sometimes that if as a goalie, if that D in front of you is no good, you just don't have that sort of confidence to... If the D and, if the, D and the goalie are sort of both good, then they both become sort of really good. And if one of them is very, very, very shaky... It just makes the other one sort of not so good. And obviously Matt Murray's looking in front of him thinking, oh shit, I've got to do even more than the normal here. Okay, I um, think he just panicked a bit. Like a bass player and a drummer. Yes, exactly like a bass player and a drummer. There you go. Yeah, for all you shout music heads out there. It's good to see a player. I mean, this, this doesn't happen very often as well. Sticking, sticking with the Penguins and Islanders, this doesn't really happen that much. But a player leaving Edmonton and then performing... Jordan Eberle, good to see a player doing that, Will. It's, it's very rare that a player leaves Edmonton and suddenly realises how to play hockey. So, well done, well done to Jordan Eberle. Four goals in four never, games. Never happens. A, a winger especially. I mean, you really... I mean, yeah. Not many superstar wingers coming out of coming out of Edmonton and, and having good years. So, it's, you know, no. power to Jordan Eberle for, for bucking the trend. He must be loving right. life. <laughs> he must be lo- After that, man, after he died a death in that... Was it the... But which playoff series was it? And he just got he just got battered, didn't he, in the media, which led to him being uh, tripped. Was, was yeah, it last year? Was it year before two thousand seventeen? Well, Jesus Christ! Whenever the others are in the playoffs, <laughs> so it happened once. Yeah, whenever in the past, it was like, that one time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, one. One, one bad playoff line run, and finally yeah. just that was it. Turned back into a good player. Huh. Yeah, leaves Edmonton. Suddenly, he's quite good again. Fair play, though. Guys look great. It's it's got to be good for for Eberle especially like after uh, the comments he made about Edmonton and the Edmonton media after he left, yeah, he's just yeah. got. A, I reckon he comes home and like <laughs> he's got a sticker of of Kevin Lowe's face in his toilet <laughs> and just pisses <laughs> on him every day. As with as with the Tampa series though, it seemed to be that people were talking about the end of Pittsburgh rather than holy shit, this Islanders team, unbelievable. What? It's a really big upset when the uh, the winner of the Metropolitan Division <laughs> sweeps their first round series. <laughs> well, no, they came second, didn't they? They came second. Oh, did they? Oh, sorry, yeah, they came second to the Caps, but still yeah, Caps on it. But still, yeah, I mean, the the highest seed won. It wasn't, you know, if we're looking on, if if regular season is meant to mean something, then yeah, the, the Islanders were going to win. Of course they were. But Robin Lehner, amazing, absolutely great. They just they play their system and play it perfectly. And it's going to be a very good team that, that beats the Islanders because they are set up so good. So good. It's, it's going to be an interesting one. And um, it's nice that the, the Islanders have come through. Yeah, bad for my bracket, but fortunately bad for your bracket too. 
the uh, the important thing though is this is the start of step one on Barry Trotz's revenge tour, or should yeah, I, I say gonna... the uh, the Barry Trotz slash Islanders revenge tour 2019. Yes, I was gonna I was gonna say that it strikes me now that the Stanley Cup is some sentient being that can control <laughs> it can control its own destination, and I feel now that the playoffs just become more about stories than anything else. It becomes more about, I can't believe this guy left his team and now he's playing against that team. Oh my God. I can't believe Barry Trotz got dumped by the Caps and now there's a great chance that he's going to go back and coach against the team. That It just seems to be that this happens all the time. The, um, uh, the Cup is essentially Pocky's answer to the Ring of Power, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like the whole thing like with the whole thing with Washington last year. Like every round when they played somebody, there was a story there of them beating that team to go on. Or there was a player involved or a coach involved that they'd had connections with or somehow. And there seems to be loads of them this season again. That's what I think it is. I think I think the Stanley Cup's become sentient and it's just controlling all of hockey without us knowing it. It's um yeah. Where it's why Tampa got swept as well. It thinks, you know, you didn't value the playoffs enough, you were too exactly. successful in the in a regular season disrespecting me therefore you cannot play for me exactly all right then anything else on the playoffs let's jump into there's no point in us going over all the games because they're kind of they're in flux at the moment we'll have a, uh, we'll have i expect a... vegas i expect vegas to go through yes i yeah i think they're gonna close out tonight to be honest they're worth uh, yeah, up on the sharks oh mate mark stone he's just he's just been too much isn't it dude that second line holy fuckballs <laughs> holy shit do you, you see as well you see those shot share maps that Michael McCurdy puts <laughs> out? It's, it's just a piss take. They're actually hilarious. They're actually hilarious. Like st- like visual statistics shouldn't be funny, but those shot share maps are fucking funny. Mate, it's yeah. Well, ever ever since Stone got there, it's just been a mockery, an absolute mockery. The the boys good Dan, and they're they're going to chuck Nikita Gusev in there tonight. What more could you ask for? As I mentioned to you, well, I'm sure there's going to be no problems there because Vegas and KHL players just go hand in hand. They're like peas and carrots. Nothing can go wrong. So it's completely different this time, Dan. Completely different. Okay. Uh, firstly, this uh, this chap, his name is Nikita, not Vadim. Ah, good point. Um, I mean, he is coming from SKA. Um, he he did have a very good year in the KHL. But yeah, completely different. Completely different. Completely different. I've been seeing a few. I've... <laughs> I've seen a few gifts of Brent Burns getting rinsed, and I keep thinking, "Fucking hell, do you doubt you had a point?" <laughs> it's going to make like, a good, good analyst at some point. One of the games was like four nil or five nil, wasn't it? And Shay, yeah, I'm sure it was five nil. I'm, I'm sure it was. It. Although Shea the one where scored, I just walked through the entire yeah. Sharks team, <laughs> and he just turned, he just turned the team inside out. And the last one was Burns, and I was like. Ah, oh, yeah, Drew Doughty does now. Yeah, that's got a point. <laughs> like, Drew Doughty's sitting at home watching that game, just jumping up and down on the sofa like, I fucking told you! I told you! I like the idea, like, Drew Doughty's wife's just flicking through a magazine, and he's like, look, look, I fucking told them! And she's like, yes, honey, I know, I know. Very good, sit down. You've already said. <laughs> yeah, we've already discussed this. Now, everyone knows look, that Drew Doughty does have good. a wife. He's got a full-body pillow with Matthew Kachuk's face on it. Oh, of course, of course. That he that he stabs every night. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't hug it. He just has to stab it. For it just just there. beats it up. Uh, Logan Couture took a puck to the balls. That looked horrendous. <laughs> the, the look on oh, his boy. face. 
Just oh, just like, oh no, this yeah. isn't good. Oh, dear. That was bad. Ryan Reeves is doing Ryan Reeves things, which is great. Evander Kane and Joe Thornton, because Joe Thornton, Joe Thornton got a game for his hit on uh, Nosek, didn't he? Which again was a fucking bad hit. I, um, no, it should be more than a game. I I haven't seen it. Ah, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> which is very very poor, I know, but it it shows how I was going to say earlier, like how eventful this first round has been already. You know, from from results wise and suspensions wise and just everything, it feels like it's been a particularly busy first round this year. Yeah, I I can't remember if I said this before or not, but I, the first round just kills me. I am so tired. Mm. I'm so because I try and watch as much as I can, and so it wasn't as bad as Kucherov. Oh God, we're going to get to play safety. Do you know what? I'm going to save it to we got to play safety because they're going to catch my fucking eye today. Let me tell you. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, got to save anything that. else for you on? Yeah, anything else for you on Vegas San Jose? Uh, no, because it's going to finish tonight and it before Vegas. That's fine. Fair enough. Oh, that was it. I was going to say what Ryan Reeve said. He said that. Um, about Joe Thornton's here. I've got a buddy with a grandpa who's going through the same thing. He can't see very well because he's getting old. He needs glasses. If he gets suspended, he's going to have a hard time seeing the game from the press box. <laughs> Dude, I love Ryan Reeves he's, so much. He is a treasure, isn't he? He's an absolute treasure. I love him I'd, so much. Okay. The, the Just a little quick bit on Ryan Reeves. The last time the Stars were in the playoffs and they had the Blues in the second round, uh, it was when Reeves was still with the Blues. I remember this this moment clear as day not not when he blew the kiss to the stars bench but the bit that cemented me yeah. him as like this incredible heel for me yep um he's he's lining up for a face off and uh, and he's opposite Val Natushkin for the stars and like Natushkin yep. sort of they're going back and forth like Reeves is trying to get under his skin and Natushkin's taking the bait and um Reeves just like grabs him by the shoulder turns him a little bit to look at his nameplate and it's like oh my god <laughs> you bastard oh I love him so much he's incredible he's the best he's the best we'll quickly touch on uh, Bruins Leafs I mean this is just what we all expected isn't it we think one oh, team yeah. has the upper hand then they don't and then the next day the other team has the upper hand then they don't so game one was Dimitri Filipovic had a really good point about playoff hockey which is he said, after 20 regular season games, you kind of say, let's not, over- let's not overreact. We need to see a good larger sample size. Yet, two games into the playoffs, all those things I thought yesterday were completely wrong. It's all bullshit. None of it matters anymore. Forget everything that just happened. And it's so true. Because after game one, Leafs Twitter was great. Got this figured out. Going to win this series. We've got all the speed. Amazing. No, We don't need the strength. We've got all the speed. Bruins fans, we're shit. We've got no speed. Game two, Leafs Twitter, we're shit, we've got no strength. Bruins fans, pff, who needs speed? We've got all the strength. Game three, Mana's a warrior, he's going to lead us to the promised land. Game four, Cassidy's a genius, he fixed up the lines. Like, fucking hell. <laughs> Make your mind up, people. We'll it get there in the end. It's, it's exactly how you imagine it to go. Like, they're somehow going to yeah. go beyond seven games. Yeah. They're, they're, gonna they're just going to keep playing. Keep playing OT. <laughs> It'll be like halfway through the second round for everyone else, and they're on like. 45th overtime I'm telling you right now whoever comes through this whoever comes through this series I'm picking the Blue Jackets because they're just <sighs> going to pick apart the carcass of whatever's left you, you might have a good point to be honest you really it's, might it's do. the same with like, same with last year like Vegas and Winnipeg Winnipeg Nashville second round they just killed each other and then yeah. Vegas just trundling and like hey remember us we're just going to pick you pieces now and that's what Columbus are going to do they're just going to they're going to have all that time study all the games 
the Bruins and Leafs now are a genuine rivalry and do not like each other, as is evident by Game 2, which was an absolute fucking... I mean, an absolute battle of a playoff game. Just nasty hockey. On Marlow and Kadri went right after him. Boy, those two have just been at it tooth and nail. Here's the hard hit right in the curve part there as Marlow goes down. Marlow popped right back up. He was okay, but it was the reaction of Nazem Kadri. Seeing this hit, seeing 74 and all, he went right at him. Cross-check right to the face and he's gone. This is way too similar to what happened late in game one last season when... And that's what it's devolved into now, is the Bruins trying to outmuscle the Leafs, and the Leafs trying to be kind of you know sneaky and sly. And not to be fair, the, both teams are doing bad things. That's not to say that they're not, because they absolutely are. That's what this series has just become now. Columbus are just going to sneak in and just you know pick whatever's left up. Exactly, exactly. I, I think yeah, no matter who comes out of that one, whether it's the Bruins or the Leafs, they're just going to be beaten half to death. Yep. Another series tied to all is your Dallas Stars. Well, fantastic result for you last night. Not not bad, I suppose. For for you know, the difference between the stars and the lightning this year is uh, the stars' ability to score four goals in the first period, knowing that three is never going to be enough. <laughs> that's so true. Do you know that's the tenth time in his career Pecorino's been pulled from a playoff game? Is it? I didn't. It's a lot, isn't it? But that, I mean, yeah, it's quite a bit. He's 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 an old boy, so he's had. Still, even even if you think like one a year, basically for for ten years, that's still got a bit for a yeah you know, a Vezina winning goaltender. Yeah, a goalie that you would consider elite, I would say that's sure. That's sure, gets pulled a lot for someone who's not called Sergei yeah. Bobrovsky. Any ideas that this one's going to go? Or are you thinking same as uh, Bruins Leafs? It's just going to go seven, and that that's it. It'll, whoever wins. Yeah, I I think it's going to be back and forth, back and forth. Like it's nice that the Stars had a dominant performance yesterday, but. Um, Nashville there are elements in Nashville that have have the stars number like you know not to not to wish it on any player by any any means but it's fortuitous for the stars that Brian Boyle's out because he is in all of their heads he's a nasty bastard Um, right okay okay yeah he's he's really he's really got their number but yeah it's been a good series so far I mean (laughs) I probably wouldn't be watching a lot of it if I was neutral because the, the hockey hasn't been as exciting as it could be. Yeah, a good chess match between uh, between the two central division teams. But I think you're right. It's a hockey pure. It's a hockey purist series, is what it is. It's it's for the people that say like, oh, I love a good nil nil. I love a good nil nil. <laughs> Dude, that's oh. me. I should just like watching it. I love good. You know, I love a good nil nil. I love a, I love a scrappy one nil. It's because you never seen nil nil. because you're a bloody Celtic fan and you're always winning like three nil against. <laughs> <laughs> bloody Penrith Sunday League Rovers <laughs> how dare you <laughs> is Penrith in Wales <laughs> yeah it is anyway it's another country but it doesn't matter we can uh, just forget about that we're English we're allowed to be mildly xenophobic against the rest of the kingdom and yeah so any more any more boiling hot takes on Stars Preds before we move on then uh, it, if you don't know Roper hints he's going to be a boy next year Alright, there we go. There we there go. go. F- boiling, boiling take. Mm. Really is, really another is. Series, another series tied at two. Blues Jets, they play tonight for the winner to take the lead so far in five. Again, no no real surprise there, right? No, not at all. Not at all. I was surprised the Blues jumped out 2-0. And, but then I I saw some stats that sort of Binnington had, Binnington had been goalkeeping this series. As we said earlier, that teams that the Columbus hadn't done that. You know, Bobrovsky hadn't had to sort of goalie this series, but Binnington has been apparently. 
that the Jets have kind of been the better team so far. Line 8, already mentioned, regular season, hot and cold as anything. Now he's got to the playoffs. Suddenly he's starting to find the back of the net. It's, it's just proof that yeah, there was talk of always, is Line A done in Winnipeg? Isn't it? Like, who's moving on from a 20-year-old like a twenty-year-old who already already has over a hundred goals in the league, like you're an yeah, absolute exactly. moron if you're thinking about getting on from that player. Like Patrick Lyon is going to be special for many years to come, and he's and he's even gotten over that typical sort of knock against scorers of like, oh, can he get it done in the playoffs? Like, yeah, incredible. I think no, I think I'm still going to stick with with the Blues. Yeah, it's definitely good. this is another one that's going to go to seven. I think. Yeah, definitely. Colorado Calgary. This one could be a bit of a a bit of a surprise, shall we say, with the Avs certainly at currently three one up. Yeah, a little bit of a surprise, I suppose. <laughs> Depends what you class as a surprise. Is is it a surprise if nobody thought the Avs were gonna win? Yes. <laughs> it's definitely gonna be a surprise. It's surprising in the ways that I mentioned last week that this series might come down. I said this series is going to come down to can the Avs top line outperform the Flames goalies? And it's actually <laughs> because obviously here's what I know about hockey about as much as anyone else. Completely the opposite in that Mike Smith has been keeping these games close, and it's the Flames top line and offense that's kind of not quite firing. I think Lind- Lindholm and Goudreau have got three points between them so far. Mate, Sa- and, Sam and Mike's... Bennett is a point-per-game player in the playoffs, yeah. which is just loopy. And Mike Smith saving it at 9.31, so <laughs> there you go. I think this whole, I'm going to go completely against the chalk for any further predictions for the rest of the year, because clearly something's <laughs> in the water this year. I do like already in Kale McCarr that Avs fans are already bringing leafy green vegetables to the arena just just like there was loads of fans last night with just bundles of kale in their hands waving it around I th- amazing I, th- I thought you were going to avoid saying kale like we're sort of contractually obliged to not mention kale <laughs> we, we haven't paid the licensing fee, fees to, to say the word kale no I've not I have paid it I have paid it we're all that's, okay there that's good that's good but yeah the um, early days but the kid looks legit didn't they yeah first D-man ever to score his first goal in his first game that's in the playoffs. What, first D-man ever? Yes, only Not... seven players have done it and he's the first D-man to do it. Fucked up, isn't it? Isn't that correct? Yeah, that's another... Again, it's just stories. All the Stanley Cup cares about is stories. This is it. Maybe Kel McCarr's going to be the story. <sighs> Mate, he, he, he looks pretty good, I think. He looks very good. I'm going to link from Calgary, Colorado to Caps Hurricanes with a kind of is, is that because that's the only series that's left <laughs> no no I, I saved I saved well I'm a fucking professional maybe mm-hmm. not in paycheck but <laughs> but in my preparation I'm a goddamn professional because I wanted to mention defeats now I had a, I had a really good take this morning was that I'd rather lose a game like the Caps did 5-0 than lose a game like the Flames did in OT because a 5-0 loss you can just say, you know what, we weren't at the races that day. Fucking forget that. We're, we're clearly not that. We're better than that. But to to be winning a game with five minutes left, like Calgary were, and then to lose an OT, oh god, that's a crusher. That's a crusher, right? I I don't know to be honest. As no, as a man who's been on the receiving end of 
numerous many blowout, losses many many <laughs> many blowout losses that would uh that would dwarf a 5-0 blowout i don't know there's something that um you know the, the odd one is is one thing but when they when they mount on you not that they are on the on the capitals but i think i'd still prefer to be in the game because then that gives you a an element of thinking right yeah we've got we've got the ability we just lost to a to a lucky bounce or something a 5-0 says fuck they've got our number like we we've been we've been dominated here if i got i got the caps won the first two games it wasn't it's not been 6-0 7-0 the caps yeah, no, won the they, first two games this is it but i'd i'd still rather like i'd still rather win sorry lose 4-3 or whatever than 5-0 but that's because you, that's because you lose all the time, Will. Your t- <laughs> that's because your team. That's because your all the team's terrible, and you not, lose all the time. Not all the time. We've, if got, got, th- we've got three wins this year. All right, fair enough. I take that back. If you're the Capitals and you're the reigning cup champions, you know that you can win in the playoffs, and you know you can do it. You can just say to that game, "Ah, oh, fuck it, we were terrible. Nothing worked that game. We were just bad. We'll just start again tomorrow. It's fine." But but Whereas what I'm saying, like, what I'm saying is like a close loss. You can chalk it up to like a, a bad bounce or a, stri- a bit of luck, a blowout like a five nil. It just opens the door a little bit. I know, but don't for like the seed of doubt. Don't you think though that an OT losses? Oh my god, we tried so hard, we put all that effort in, and we still lost. When it's five nil, you're just like, well, clearly we just fucking gave up, and who gives a shit? No. Yeah, I mean, there's there's arguments either way. Clearly, that means I'm turning yeah, you. Uh, so uh, thank uh, you. Uh, I accept your apology. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll send in the post. I was gonna give I was gonna give the Canes fans a bit of shade because oh. did you see did you see the line waiting for the Hurricanes team when they came back from the airport? No, no, I didn't. Okay, <clears throat> so somebody was driving along the road and there was a bunch of Hurricanes fans on the street waiting for the players to come back after the second just to cheer them back, which is all credit, all credit. That's an amazing thing. When your team's already down 2-0, but you're waiting there on the side of the road for, for your team to come back to start playing you know, the home leg of, of, of this series. But somebody sort of made the point that, oh, you know, it's great, look at this, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be an arsehole, but I've seen longer lines at a cheese counter. There was maybe like 50 fans there. And I thought, all right, it's not the Pope, is it? You know what I mean? It's not the Pope when he goes to Dublin or something. Oh, mate, you're so you're heartless. I know. I want to give them. I am giving them credit. I'm giving them credit, but it just looked a bit sad. But hey, what do I know? Their team won five nil, so fuck it. A bit I of guess a, I'm the idiot. Bit of a deflated balloon. All the, all the rest of the fans are still partying out of bars. Of course, we have to mention Ovi and Svechnikov. Oh, mate, I don't want to talk about this. Why not? Because I I don't know how I feel about it. Ready to fight with them. Here we go. Ovechkin and Svechnikov trading right hands. Oh, the kid's knocked out. You gotta get help. Get the trainer out there. Hurry up. Get out there. I know how I feel about it. Shall I start then, and you can tell me I'm wrong? Are you are you you gonna tell me that you love watching a rookie get knocked out and potentially give himself some serious brain issues by hitting his head on the ice? I'm not saying I love it. <laughs> All right, All right, spin chick, let's. But he went and challenged Ovi. He went up to him and said, I want to fight. Now, don't get me wrong. Ovi didn't have to say yes. He could have just taken the high road and blah, blah, blah. Ovi is not like that. He's not of the generation that's just kind of 
Yeah, all right, whatever. You say what you want, and you can, you know, that's fine. And uh, apparently, Svechnikov just goaded him into it and just kept saying stuff. In the end, Obi was like, "Fine, we'll go." Fine, I'll beat you. And up. I'll knock you the fuck out. And down. it's not. I, don't get me wrong. It's not nice. It's not nice to see. If you're going to challenge, that's that's boy strength versus old man strength. And it's not even old man strength. It's old Russian man strength, which is worth like two and a half times more than regular old man strength. And and shit. Don't go and challenge Ovi. Don't just look at him and... Th- because here's the thing. If Svechnikov had done that to Ovi and knocked him out, the narrative would have been something like, why, why has he got to go after Ovi? He's just trying to make a name for himself. That's bullshit. Why is he doing it? But because Ovi knocked him out, it's kind of, well, Ovi's clearly blah, blah, blah. You know, why is he why is he beating up this kid and that kind of thing? Well, you know, if you flip it around, then what, are people going to be lauding Svechnikov for, for, knock, for knocking out Ovi? You, you make a good point, and I suppose it like it's, it's just a bit unfortunate, really. No, Ovi's not swinging with intent to knock him out and do him any serious damage. He's not like forcing him to... I've seen much nastier fights than that that haven't come out anywhere near as bad, you know what I mean? And like, you know, if you do that fight ten times over, how many times is, is that same scenario going to come out? It's... It, I, I, I do think you're right. Like it's, it's just unfortunate, really. Like it's not like Ovi jumped Svechnikov. Um, exactly. Or, or, or even that Ovi was looking for the fight and Svechnikov reluctantly um, accepted. Like it's just very unfortunate. Very unfortunate yeah. indeed. Ovi said, Ovi, Ovi said afterwards, I didn't. You know, I don't want that to happen. I did. I don't like seeing that. You know, that, that was not my intention in any way. No. Which is, you know, fair enough. You but. If you're going to go and challenge a guy to a fight, as much as we fucking don't like it, or you know we have this kind of eternal struggle with it, it's hockey. And if you're going to challenge a guy like Ovi that much, in the end he's going to fight you, and he's probably going to kick your ass. And you know, what do you think is going to happen? And then for fucking Svechnikov's brother to start threatening Ovi on Instagram and shit, that's like that's got to be the dumbest move ever, ever. So, kid, you your belly in the NHL as it is, like steady like, on. What's it? Does he not realise that Ovi's like a Russian god and in with Putin? Like, I'd, fucking... <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine, I'd imagine Evgeny Svechnikov, Russian NHL player, um, probably does know that Ovi's a, a god. Well, you would think so, but apparently he doesn't because he's fucking threatening him on Instagram, typing shit out, saying like, you know, is it sort of one, two, Freddy's gonna get you or something like that? Like, what are you doing, Evgeny? What are you doing? You're going to wake up with a fucking ballerina's head in your bed. <laughs> some fucking What's... Russian mafia shit or something. You're going what? after fucking Ovi, a man who proclaims himself to be Team Putin. What? Are you mad? What? What's going to happen? Evgeny Svechnikov is going to um, yeah, not make the Red Wings out of camp. He's going to um, start a season at Grand Rapids. Uh, Ovi is going to feign an injury so that he has to have a conditioning stint in the AHL. <laughs> and um, hunt Svechnikov down and, and beat the shit out of him. Dude, what is he doing? He's screw loose. Well, one thing that I think needs to, yeah, we need to make sure it's not lost in translation. Like, Andre Svechnikov isn't out there saying, you know, oh, Ovi shouldn't have beaten me up or anything like that. It's just purely a no, fan driven narrative sort of thing. So, like, yeah. I don't think there, there should be any. But, you know, victim blaming for for, Svech, for Svechnikov because he's not the one who's complaining about what happened, sort of thing. No, not at all. No, 
No, he's not. No, he's not said anything. It's his fucking brother. Okay, everyone. Peek behind the curtain here, but Will's missus is away for the evening. So it was me and Will while Will's kind of trying to look after his daughter. As you know, we record the show late. He's put her to bed, but she's woken up. So we luckily, we luckily got everything recorded before she woke up because we had some more amazing hot takes on the playoffs. I'm just kidding. We finished, we finished our playoff talk anyway, so that's fine. There was a couple of tiny little things I wanted to mention before wrapping the show up, so I'll get those out of the way now. Elaine Vigneault, hide in Philadelphia, 25 million. I think he's got a good deal there. I'm surprised they're paying him that much, to be honest. I don't think Vigneault's a terrible coach. Clearly had a good run in Vancouver. I want to say I hope he doesn't do the same thing he did in New York. And of course, the, the criticism leveled at Vigneault was that he didn't play the kids enough, he relied on the vets. It was interesting last year when the Flyers made their changes that the narrative coming out was we want to start winning now, we want to start doing things now. They do have sort of an abundance of players, especially on D, that they could trade away. So I think that might be something they might be looking at. But there you go, Elaine Vigneault, five years in in Philly. We'll We'll see how the Flyers fans take to him. You never know, you never know. Christ, as we keep saying, we don't know anything about this sport, do we? None of us do, so. And then the next one, heavily rumoured last week, Todd McClellan. The same kind of deal as Vigneault, is, is what I've read, unless there's maybe something like bonuses involved or something like that. Todd McClellan going to LA, five years. I did have a bit of a, a thing on Twitter with somebody the other day in that I made the point that I think McClellan's a genius because he got Edmonton in the playoffs, which no, no one else has done for sort of 13, 14 years. And someone thought I was being serious. And the moment being serious, kind of, maybe, I don't know. He's clearly got something. Tom McClellan's not a bad coach, but... I think the real winners here might be Buffalo, who I don't know who they're going to get. I hope they decide to look elsewhere and, and not just go through the revolving door of whoever's out there who's already worked in an NHL team. I think they maybe need somebody who... I mean, I don't know. They need somebody completely from the outside, I think. I think Buffalo have done a... Through no, through no fault of their own or no design by their own, I think Buffalo have done a good job of avoiding, avoiding any sort of McClellan or Vino needs at the moment. I mean, in theory, the whole situation with McClellan going there to, to LA and Vino going to Philly can be summed up with a yeah, all right, I suppose why not? It's <laughs> that's all, that's all it kind of is really. So there we go. That's our show. Thank you for listening, everybody. I did want to talk about the women's worlds, which oh dear me, had me raging. Oh, do you know what? Let me quickly talk about player safety because this was something that drove me absolutely insane. I have no idea. I, I hate to do this because I know that they're just real people doing a job. And I I really, contrary to what people might believe about things I say on the show or when I rant about the show or something like that, I don't know what player safety are doing. I don't understand how the Kucherov hit is only one game. I, I, that just, that makes no sense to me in any way. The Joe Thornton hit, I can see how that's a game. I can see how they got to that sort of situation or that decision. The Kucherov hit, I have no idea how they got to that decision. And the Kadri decision is fucking crazy. How can you have a suspension that runs for, well, we'll see how many games it is. Just suspend him for a certain amount of games. I mean, whatever happened, Kadri should not have played any more in, in this series. I mean, that's completely agreed. Now, if that's a five-game suspension, give him a five-game suspension. And if he misses the next round as well, he misses the next round. 
I, I find it absolutely bizarre that you've got th- you've got three different offences, two of them which are completely different get the same suspension in Kucherov and, and Thornton, and then the Kadju one is just sort of plucked out of a hat. What the fuck are they doing? What are they doing? It just... God, it drives me absolutely insane that they come out with these decisions. I would love to know. I would love to know how they got the idea that Kadri just can't play against the Bruins anymore. I mean, that game two, as I said to Will about half an hour ago, that game two, a lot of fault there was at the referees because they let, they let so much go. I mean, DeBrusque should have had a penalty for his knee-on-knee hit. And then obviously DeBrusque hits into Marlowe and he crunches the boards. Marlowe gets up and then obviously then Kadri comes in. I don't know what Kadri's doing. He is... Is he a liability or not? I don't know. I mean, clearly the risks are worth to the team because they've not, they're not traded him yet. He was leading the, 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 the stretches the next day because you've got a band behind a guy who keeps doing dumb fucking things for some reason. I, I don't get it. I understand hockey's like the ultimate team game and all those players, as we've said before, it doesn't matter what a player does. If he's on your team, he's immune from any kind of criticism or any kind of comeback on anything he does. And Kadri should have fucking better known better to do the exact same thing as he did this time last year against the exact same team. And if it cost his team, all right, I get it. It's it's a game of I don't want to say I don't want to say intangibles, but you know what I'm going to say it's a game where split decisions. You never know what can happen. Maybe if Kadri plays, they lose the next three games. Maybe if he plays, they win the next three games. You you never really know because players come in and things change and you know chemistry line changes all that kind of thing. You, you never know, but. If the Bruins win this series and Kadri goes out, you can absolutely make the point that he's cost his team. And for them to just stand by him again and, oh, let's let let us let him lead the stretches and, oh, poor Nazim deserves a hug because he's a fucking idiot. Oh, what, what a shame. But because he's on a team-friendly deal playing as a really good third-line centre, they're just going to forget about it. That's Kadri out of the way. Anyway, whatever. But player safety, I've, I've got no idea what they're doing. I don't think they know what they're doing. I'm pretty sure they've just got two dartboards one says suspension, no suspension, and then the other one just says the amount of games. Because how you can give a player an undetermined amount of game suspension is just beyond me. Just beyond me. And he's he's a repeat offender. I'm gonna I'm gonna do Kucherov hit again. Nutavara's on his knees and Kucherov changes his position to hit him and he hits him in the head. What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean what the fuck's Kucherov doing? That's just that's the work of an absolute psychopath. I'm not gonna look at Kucherov the same way ever again because that's just ridiculous, but I don't know. I don't know. That's my rant on player safety. That really is the end of the show this time, folks. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to talk about the women's world next week because that was another bad decision, I thought. And I thought Finland and Team Europe, yes, I'm annoyed about that. I thought they were robbed in, in that game. But I'll discuss that next week. So take care, folks. We'll see you later. Peace. <laughs>